I'm Claire. And I'm Emma. Welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like sexy singles searching for love in Seattle. Woohoo! If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you, as always, for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. We're here today because Love is Blind Season 4 is finally here. Should we start by going over kind of the main cast members? I don't think that we need to talk about every member of the pod squad. It's too many people. But I don't think that we even learn about every member of the pod squad. There are 30 people. There are 15 men and 15 women. Most of them just kind of fade into the background because they don't end up as main characters. So we really only get to know this core group. And of course, if you're here, I assume that you all know the basic concept of Love is Blind, which is that these groups of singles, 15 men and 15 women, meet in a secure facility where they blind date each other (laughs) through opaque glass walls and fall in love and get engaged without ever seeing each other in person, after which they meet in person and they try to make their relationship work in the real world, culminating in a wedding at which they must say either I do or I do not at the altar. Very drama, very exciting. So this is our fourth season and we're in Seattle. Also, I think that this season was filmed in spring 2022, so maybe a little less than a year ago. Okay, that seems on track with their... Yeah, they, they have I quite a so. pipeline This is what going. I'm seeing. Yeah, so here are our sense. main players. We have Kwame, 33, a sales development manager. Zach. And former pro soccer player. Former pro soccer player. And lives in Portland, not Seattle. Hmm. Zach, a 32-year-old criminal defense lawyer. Jacqueline, also known as Jackie, a 27-year-old certified dental assistant. Bliss, a 33-year-old senior program manager who grew up in Alaska. Irina, a 26-year-old business owner. Paul, 29, an environmental scientist. Marshall, 27, marketing manager. We have several marketing managers, too. Amber, a 34-year-old flight attendant. Josh, 31, who is a project engineer. Micah, 27, our other marketing manager. Chelsea, a 31-year-old pediatric speech-language pathologist. Brett, a 36-year-old design director. And Tiffany, a 37-year-old client lead recruiter. So this is our cast. When the cast list was released, even before it kind of got winnowed down to that core group, there was one major reaction that a lot of people had, which is, where is the body diversity in this cast? It's wild to me that they did this because there had been pushback on the show for not having fat contestants make it to the stage where they really become players. And the show is sort of like, well, that's not really within our control. People make connections, and that's how it's determined who moves on. But they didn't seemingly even really cast anyone fat this season. No. It's not visible. No no one... It seems that no one who isn't straight-sized was cast at all in this cast. And that is obviously disappointing. There's so little body diversity on reality dating shows and love is blind is 
one of the few shows that actually has made any attempt. And so it does feel a bit like a step backwards. Yeah. And it's unclear, like, why they would do this other than trying to cater to a superficial audience, you know, that maybe just wants to, in the eyes of Netflix executives, see skinny people. But the show has been hugely successful. Last season saw a very popular couple in which the woman was plus size. And it's kind of the concept of the show that our mainstream expectations of which superficial appearances are better or more desirable, that those don't matter. So it's very (laughs) bizarre that they did not cast more diversely in that sense. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I hope that in future seasons we see them do better on this front. I was happy to see that we have a woman who is over 35, who is a main player. And not in like a sad way, not in like a tragic way. Not in, yeah, not in a sad way and not in a way where she is dating someone who's like 27. And it's weird for them and they don't know what to do about it. And not in a way where she's like, I really want this guy, but he's getting engaged to a 24-year-old and I'm not handling it well. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, a woman over 35 who gets a happy for now ending with a man who seems like her equal and and that's really that's really really cool there's also of course a a good amount of racial diversity which i i think on the whole they've done a decent job with i mean there's been criticisms but i think it when you compare to a show a franchise like the bachelor yeah the bar is low to be (laughs) bar is low so we have this cast and We also have something that's never happened before in Love is Blind history. We love an innovation. (laughs) A post-engagement switcheroo. So let's get into the pods. We have, as always, several love triangles, love squares, love chains. And then, of course, we have a golden couple. Brett and Tiffany. Ooh. Our mid thirties, our mid mid thirties. I feel seen. I feel represented. <laughs> I love these two. Most seasons, we get a golden couple where we don't see any of their other love interests. They really zone in on each other quickly. Last season, it was Brennan and Alexa. Season one, we had Lauren and Cam. We also had Danielle and, and Nick. They were the golden couple. Remember? Yes, Danielle and Nick were the golden couple. That I was the left. best option they had for. A golden I left couple. them out. Season two was such a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> but they follow the format. They find one they couple did. where either neither of them was ever that interested in anyone else, or they can convincingly edit it that way, such that they both seem really zeroed in on each other, and it gives us that optimistic love story to root for that makes us feel like oh this process works you can find your true love and just choose each other right away love not at first sight but at first pod date (laughs) and that allows you to kind of invest in everyone's journeys you really need that couple because a lot of the other couples we know their journeys are going to be really sticky filled with conflict you need one that you're like okay Love is possible. This is good. This feels good. And I'm glad that it's Brett and Tiffany. As we said, they're both in their mid-30s. They know what they want in a partner. They've had really rich life experiences. They have built 
adult lives on their own that feel full and fulfilled. And they've both been single for 10 years. So they're kind of on the same sort of life path. They've both spent a decade kind of working on themselves, Mm -hmm. not in a relationship. And they're also different in, in some important ways. Brett comes from a less advantaged background. He tells Tiffany that he grew up in poverty without many resources. He didn't go to college. But he's now a design director at Nike. And he basically just made that happen by starting to design his own sneakers and caught the eye of people with, you know, the power to give him corporate opportunities and now has this like really impressive career it is a very impressive story and tiffany even admits to the to the camera she's like i probably wouldn't have dated him in the real world he didn't go to college that's the kind of background i come from he didn't follow the life path that that i did and the kind of people i dated did but i got this chance to get to know who he really is and his work ethic and his drive and his character And I think it's so incredible what he did. And she's inspired by him, whereas maybe on Tinder, she would have written him off. Just you just swipe because you have to create parameters when you're dealing with like a vast pool on a dating app. And And that's one of the things that can happen is is you create these heuristics where you're just like, I want someone who values education. So I'm not going to just like date someone who didn't go to college. But then exactly. You're you're excluding people who might actually be a really good fit for you. Brett so, also opens up to Tiffany about losing his brother in a car accident, like right before his older brother was supposed to get married. Incredibly tragic story. It was so um, sad. It's so sad. I was crying. And he talks about how this affected his anxiety around romantic relationships and this deep-seated fear that he could meet someone, find that good match, and then just lose them in the blink of an eye. And that made so much sense to me. And Tiffany says, like, look, I'd go into our relationship committed and invested and with optimism. Yeah, she's a very, they're both very good listeners. And they're always able to kind of match the other person's energy and give them the kind of response that they need in that moment, which is something that can be very hard to do. Like you just see how well matched their energies and their personalities are during these conversations. And it doesn't seem like either of them is playing a role for because they're in the pods and it's easier. It just seems like they're really being natural. So it's it's easy to just like fall in love with them and with the connection that they have with each other. But they do hit one serious snag where their energies <laughs> are truly not matched. <laughs> It's sort of a- akin to the Raven jumping jacks moment. It's very different, but <laughs> it did break that back for me when Raven is doing jumping jacks while Bartiz is opening up about a painful family situation that he went through. Oh my so- god, they are exchanging <laughs> deep deep messages of love to each other. They're like they professing their feelings. They're professing their feelings. He gives her one of the first shoes he designed. It's waiting for her in the pod. She's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. He's like, I'm falling in love with you. And she just, like, doesn't respond because she has fallen asleep. It must be, like, midnight. (laughs) And we know that these dating days can go really late. And I was like, her mistake is that she's laying down on the couch with a blanket. 
Like, you can't do that, girl. And a glass of wine. And you're in your mid-30s. Like, you're just going to fall asleep. I know. You're lying there. You're feeling so comfortable. You're drinking. A velvet-voiced man is telling you how much he loves you. It's, I mean, it's like a melatonin tablet. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clarendemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening. 